You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPL965.com. News Talk 96.5 KPL, Bro Bridge, Lafayette. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at Matthew-James.com. Dino's Pizza, an Italian restaurant with a Cajun twist. Don't forget to ask about their pizza of the month or one of their many specialty pizzas. Pizzas, sandwiches, pasta, and more. Dino's Pizza, like Noah. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. should start out by saying how y'all are, but I am not Moon Grafon. I am Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He is out today. He'll be back next week. In the meantime, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the program. A lot to talk about, and we've got to start with the breaking news of the morning. That's right. There were not enough no votes, apparently, for there to not be a veto override session. So... Hold on to your wallets, hold on to your wives, hold on to your children. The legislature is going back into session. We're going to get a veto session. And for those of y'all who are here in Lafayette and listen to my show here uh, every weekday, 3 to 4 p.m., you've heard me say this already. But for those of you across the state who have not heard me say this, I don't underestimate the legislature's ability to screw this one up. Y'all remember the first legislative uh, veto session? It did not end well. They got everybody together, couldn't agree on anything, nothing happened. There's the potential for them to get something done here. It is an election year. Uh, we don't, I don't think yet, I'll keep an eye out for it, but I don't, I don't think we we have the official list of what vetoes they're going to be looking at. We do figure that the trans health bill, what they're calling the trans health bill, they're also calling it an anti-LGBT bill, which is not quite accurate either. That one's going to be up uh, for a veto, over, a potential veto override, as well as I think the House bill on uh, election security. I think that was one that legislators wanted to, wanted to look at as well, because even Secretary of State Kyle Ardwin says that needs to be looked at. So um, that's that's kind of the lay of the land right now as far as the legislative session goes. In fact, I'm going to go, this is not really great radio and I'm sorry, but I'm going to go look, uh, Melinda Deslat, uh, who is with par Louisiana posted this earlier. Yeah. So as of the last update, it looks like there's no official call for veto session outlining what bills can be debated any of the bills vetoed by Edwards and the budget line item vetoes from the last regular session can be considered. Lawmakers choose what they bring what they bring up for an override vote. So everything is on the table. And I think while we may or may not get people to sign on to overrides of certain bills, it should be good theater 
for everybody involved. So why a veto override session? At the at the heart of the the really big issue here is the uh, the the child genital mutilation bill. Uh, the, you know the one that Moon has talked about a lot. We've we've all talked about it a lot. It's a pretty important bill. I don't know if y'all know this, but Europe is far to the left of the United States. A lot of your a lot of Europe's conservatives are further to the left than some of our leftists. And in Europe, multiple European countries, the UK and others, have stopped with their in their public health systems have stopped providing hormone therapy for trans children. And they all say the same thing. They're all saying that the science is unproven. They're not going to do the child hormone therapy, much less the child sex reassignment in Europe. In Europe. And yet you have um, the American medical professionals here who are all signed on to the woke ideology are all saying the same thing. Yeah, we absolutely need to do it. This is trans health care. And you are being transphobic bigots by being opposed to it. And you know what they never say when they talk about these bills and how evil these bills are? They don't describe what's in the bills. I won't describe for you what these procedures actually do, but you can kind of take a guess based on the word sexual reassignment. Hormone therapy is largely scientifically unproven to actually help anything at all. What it does do is create chemical and biological changes inside the body that can have permanent effects on a child who may not permanently be trans. And yet, Fred Mills, a couple other Republicans, John Bell Edwards, all say, hey, that's fine, we can do that to kids. We should allow doctors to do that to kids. And a lot of common sense Americans left and right, by the way, think it's pretty foolish. They think it's pretty foolish to allow this sort of thing to go forward. But John Bill Edwards, in his infinite wisdom, has decided that banning procedures that the Europeans say is, uh, is scientifically unproven, we should allow those in the state of Louisiana. And so the legislature goes back to Baton Rouge next week. And we'll look at John Bill Edwards' veto and attempt to override it on that. Hopefully they do. It's actually a pretty significant issue. And this leads to a, a larger problem that we have. In the, uh, I, I don't remember if I said this last time I filled in for Moon, but uh, one of the last times, uh, or, or around the last time I was I was filling in, somebody had asked. Uh, you know, they were they were looking at, at candidates in the area, incumbents. They were looking at uh, they were looking at uh, new candidates in various races, and they were looking at voting records. And, and they came to the conclusion. Told me they they had come to the conclusion. They and their neighbors had that. Uh, 
they don't feel represented. And they, he had asked me, this, this, this person asked me if, if I thought they were maybe overreacting by thinking that or if it was really the case. And I'll tell you, with, with, a, with few exceptions in the Lafayette and even in the Acadiana area, with few exceptions, it really feels like locally we're not represented. But Baton Rouge is well represented in a good chunk of the Lafayette and Acadiana delegation. And I'm sure that for those of you across the state, you feel the same way. Those of you across the state look at your representative or your senator and you you feel like the, the interests of Baton Rouge are more represented in your community than your community by those you send to Baton Rouge every year to, tr- they say, try to make the state better. But every year it feels like we, we don't get anything done. There is a real lack of representation for most of us throughout the state. We are not represented, which is very weird because Louisiana, demographically, politically, ideologically, historically, a fairly conservative state. And yet, despite the Democratic Party hobbling along, it seems they get more wins than conservatives do. Very odd. Very odd that we, as a supposedly deep red state, don't get a whole lot of deep red things done in Baton Rouge. The deep red can't even win the governor's mansion because they keep with the party infighting and bad candidates. But here we are now. Here we are now. At the end of 2023, the legislative session has come and gone. We are looking at a veto override session. And now we have legislators going back to Baton Rouge to attempt to overturn one of the most egregious vetoes in the child uh, general mutilation bill. We have pretty clearly unconstitutional line item vetoes that need to be looked at and overturned. Again, a line item veto means you scratch the funding. It doesn't mean you can shift the funding around like John Bell Edwards did when he took $100 million out of one thing and put it back in healthcare spending. You can't do that. And then you have this election security bill that, that desperately needs, that, that veto needs to be overridden too. But we live in a state that is supposed to be a Republican and conservative state. And time after time, the left keeps winning. And nobody really says a word about it. Nobody in the state legislature really says all that much about it. The conservatives in the legislature do. But despite being a near supermajority for Republicans, there's not anywhere close to a near majority of conservatives. I hope, I really do, I hope that they can actually accomplish some good with a veto override session. But I do not underestimate the current legislature's ability to screw this one up, just like they've screwed up a whole lot more. 
there are definitely ways to succeed here. And it is an election year where a bunch of Republicans should be more motivated to do the things and override the vetoes that would look really good on their voting record when they go back to run for re-election. There's a whole lot of them who are a foot out the door already. They're not running for re-election. They're getting out of town. They're done. They're term limited. They're leaving. Some of them just don't care to actually represent you and me. That's a pretty big problem. What we desperately need is a group of people who represent us in Baton Rouge. Are we going to get that? No clue. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call in. Got some calls filling in now. We'll be back here on the Moon Graffon Show in just a moment. Joe Cunningham filling in. Y'all stick around. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like, move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve, and build community if we don't make our teachers, police, and firefighters a priority. I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community, and prosperity, not one of crime, poverty, and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren? But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could? Protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases. Achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years. Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at MatthewJames.com. Say Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 90s. I'm sorry, not the Joe Cunningham. I'm so I'm sorry, y'all. This is the Moon Graffon Show. I am so used to doing my show. Anyway, this is the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. At least I didn't give out 
my show's number as opposed to Moon's number. And, and especially at the very least, I didn't give out my personal number, which I've done before on accident. So I'm, I haven't made that mistake in a while, but I'm glad that... Uh, Glad I didn't screw up that badly. This is the Moon Griffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in. Moon will be back next week. 844-766-6607. All right, let me try to right the ship here. Uh, Doug, help me out here. What you got? Well, Joe, even though we have Republican majorities in the legislature, that doesn't seem to be enough. We have a situation where many of these Republicans have Republican after their name only because they wanted to be able to get elected. Mm -hmm. And they're not really Republicans at heart. Former Governor Edwin Edwards acknowledged that when he said, John O'Leary is no Republican. Mm -hmm. So uh, apparently a number of these rhino Republicans will vote for bills they oppose because they know that they'll be vetoed so they can get points with the voters and get reelected and uh, not really support something that they as Democrats at heart oppose. Yeah. Now, how to, how to solve that? We need to get folks to pass a constitutional amendment, which the governor cannot veto, which would provide that any bill which is passed with a two-thirds majority in both houses and therefore subject to override any of the, any bill like that cannot be vetoed by the governor it automatically becomes law without a veto session that would discourage perhaps some people from switching parties just in order to get elected it would remove the hypocrisy of voting for it when they know they're not going to vote to override and save money by not having veto sessions anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that's an interesting idea, Doug. And and the one thing, now, keep in mind, this is Louisiana. There's not a chance of this happening. But we can give our Republican Party that power right now in a constitutional amendment. My biggest fear would be, what if the Democrats take over at some point and then the Republicans in name only who are only Republicans because that's the only way they can win in their district join with the Democrats and they have a veto proof majority to pass some super liberal legislation that can't be oh, that can't be vetoed even by a Republican governor because of that constitutional amendment. That's the one that's the reason we have the vetoes and veto overrides is for that 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 check and balance power. And I, I just worry that if we give ourselves that power, if conservatives give ourselves that power. Could the progressives eventually use it against us? Well, it's the only reason we have a Democrat governor right now in a red state is because of the fluke that happened with David Bitter and uh, Republicans devouring one another. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that's likely to happen very much, but we don't need people to be hypocrites and... Uh, vote for things because they think it'll be overridden. Oh, absolutely. Are. Yeah, you're Doug, you're absolutely right. And thank you very much for the call. I do appreciate it. I and and one thing that we really need to do as voters is we need to go out and vote. We need to actually use that privilege to vote 
to let our voices be heard. Part of the problem, frankly, with our government, it's not just locally or at the state level, it's national too, is that most voters don't really pay enough attention to the issues that bother them or the issues that really like fan their passions. The the people who go out and vote, issues-based voters, they care about their one issue a lot. If you actually, if you listened to the devil's advocate, if you listened to the, 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 the rest of the media throughout the state, what you get are a bunch of people who will say that the Republicans are trying to override a veto of a very anti-LGBTQ bill. And that's not what they're doing. Because when you actually ask people, you go to them to their face and you ask them, do you support doctors performing sexual reassignment surgeries on children? They actually are opposed to that. By and large, most Americans are opposed to that. But you won't hear that from the media because the media knows it's actually a losing issue for them. And as a result, most people go to the ballot box misinformed. All right, we got to take this hard break. When we come back, we've got more news here on the Moon Griffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you, or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. 
This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. This is not Moon Graffon. It's Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. Moon will be back next week. He's just got a little day off, and kudos to him. He desperately needs it. It takes, uh, as I'm, I think I mentioned this last time, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of lung capacity to be Moon Graffon, to be able to talk as much as he does about the subjects he does. And sometimes you understand it, it just it, it can be overwhelming. I don't know how he does it. How can anybody really manage to be Moon Graffon? I ask you. But anyway, 844-766-6607 is the number to call. If you've missed it, we're getting a veto override session. And I think if, again... I will. I refuse to underestimate the legislature's ability to screw this up. But I think, based on some of kind of what you're hearing coming out, um, it, it could at least be very good theater. Grab the popcorn for next week when the veto override session hits. Uh, but there's some other news. A principal sought to expel a student charged with attempted murder. He was fired instead. This is from National Review. Thousands of parents and students in Denver are calling foul and demanding the reinstatement of a popular middle school principal who was fired last week after he tried to keep a student charged with attempted murder out of his school, then spoke to a local TV station about his concerns about school safety. Denver Public Schools fired McAuliffe International School Principal Kurt Dennis last week, more than three months after he raised concerns about school safety during an interview with Nine News, a local NBC affiliate. During the March interview, Dennis revealed that a young student in his school had recently been charged with attempted murder and various gun crimes, and that his staffers were required to pat the child down every day, which they were not trained to do. Dennis spoke out days after a 17-year-old East High School student shot two administrators who were tasked with patting him down before he entered that school. Dennis and his supporters say they believe his termination was an act of retaliation by district leaders, including Superintendent, uh, uh, Superintendent Alex Marrero. District leaders deny that. In his termination letter, they said he was fired for divulging confidential information about the criminally charged student to the reporter, causing the student to be singled out by faculty and staff and ostracized by his peers. They also implied that Dennis's efforts to keep the student out of McAuliffe International were racially motivated, noting repeatedly in the termination paperwork that the child was a young student of color. I spent a lot of time in the school system. I have had family in the school system for years, friends in the school system. And I can tell you, that across the board, across the country, we're seeing stories about all the time, from my own personal experience too, there is a discipline issue that's caused in large part by schools and by districts 
that do not do enough to make sure that a repeatedly problematic student is held accountable and kept out of environments that would uh, kept out of school environments when they could be making those school environments unsafe. There is far too much in our school system, and this is part of the problem with why Louisiana comes in last when it comes to uh, discussions about education. There is far too much emphasis put on making sure every kid is passed along and that their test scores are good and that they're uh, – that even if the test scores aren't good and even if their grades aren't good, they still are given the opportunity to succeed. Opportunity to succeed has become basically a metaphor in the school system for passing them along to the next grade, regardless of actual merit. There are plenty of kids in the school system who work as hard as they can, who break out of what would otherwise be a pretty bad home and and, and social life in order to be academically successful. There are a number of kids in the school system who want nothing to do with the school system, who act out at every possible opportunity and cause disruptions in the school environment and are not properly punished for it or removed from that school environment because they pose a distraction or danger to themselves and others. A school system, in an effort to keep a child enrolled in a school, especially a student of color, A school system punished and fired a principal who was trying to keep his school safe instead of actually acknowledging that, yes, that student was charged with a pretty, pretty major crime. Again, the 17-year-old, the student was charged with attempted murder. And the principal wanted to keep that child out of school. And the principal was punished for it. Now, if you go over to the Hayride, there is a recent column there by Jeff Landry, gubernatorial candidate, currently the state attorney general. And he takes aim at the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education on its recent policy with regards to the LEAP test. The LEAP test is the standardized assessment that you get, uh, that students get every year. And here's what he writes. Recently, the Louisiana Board of Elementary and Secondary Education announced its support for a waiver system that would ultimately remove the LEAP test requirement If Bessie were allowing students to opt out of these exams because they were succeeding with excellent grades, strong worth ethic, and the ability to complete a special project related to their chosen profession, that would be one thing. But Bessie is actually lowering standards at our public schools simply to pass children through the system like a subpar widget on an industrial conveyor belt. And with that, I take issue, Landry writes. Granted, it is the opinion of our office that Bessie is within the law in removing the LEAP requirement, but just because you can do something does not mean that you should. According to witnesses at a recent school board meeting discussing this very issue, we learned that there are students in this state who are graduating at the top of their class while illiterate. Roughly 46% of our public schools have an A or B rating, while only 30% of their students can read at their grade level. And we have employers at this state complaining because of their recent hires can't read or do basic math. 
That is probably why some at Bessie believe the legislature should mandate leap tests, removing this decision from their board entirely, because we have to uphold basic standards in education one way or another. And Landry is correct in that lowering standards is actually a bad thing because lowering standards makes it easier for even the people who are desperately in need of more help in the classroom, allows them to just move through without getting the help they need. He's absolutely right on that. My issue with the LEAP test has always been that our test focuses on benchmarks of achievement as the way we grade rather than the growth the student makes in the classroom. Because let's be clear, part of what has me worried about what Landry writes is that he's assuming that every child is, a, is capable, that there's, a, there's an implied assumption here that every child is incapable of the same levels of achievement. They just have to be pushed and held to these certain standards. Some kids just aren't available, just aren't able to do that. And there are, there's actually already laws in the books. There's actually already a procedure in the education system where if a student has severe deficiencies, there are ways that they can show they have grown, that they have learned the standards they need to learn to move on to the next grade because the system is built to understand that some kids don't achieve at every at, on the same level. I do not agree with widespread lowering of standards, which I don't think is Bessie's goal here, but it is problematic if this is more widespread than what we currently have. CNBC the other day released its list of the best states for business, and Louisiana was number 49th. We were ahead of Alaska. That's it. We were behind Mississippi. We were ahead of Alaska. That was it. And one of the key indicators of our business environment is our workforce. Those in our workforce who are educated and well-trained, they leave the state. Those that remain here, by and large, are not as educated. By and large, do not have great training. And as a result, those big employers, they, they're slower to come to Louisiana than they are to go to other states, especially in the South. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia, Florida, Texas, Georgia. These are all places that have worked to improve their education standards, get more people through the system without blocking people out. And they have a more successful workforce staying in state and big employers coming in to meet those potential workers, that potential workforce. This is such a problem for the state of Louisiana because if a, a high-performing child makes it out of the school system, a lot of them leave to go out of state for college or they go through one of our colleges and they leave the state afterwards. Because they know the education system is not that great for their children. That there still is a lot of work to be done. 
no, not every child is going to perform at the same level. And there do need to be accommodations made for them. But we do not need to expand the rate at which, at which we pass people through the system. We cannot do that. Jeff Landry is right in that regard. We need better workforce training. We need, and, and this is something the State Board of Education has worked on and continues to work on, but we really do need to push in our school systems more workforce training, more workforce certifications. There are kids that don't need to go to a four-year university. And yet, I can tell you personally, there are kids that are put into the core four high school tracks with the expectation they go to a four-year university, and they shouldn't be. Absolutely should not be. But the system rewards more of those than they do the workforce trainings, than they do the kids that are certified. The system rewards those folks a lot more. And we need to change that. We really need to focus on training up a workforce in the state of Louisiana. 844-766-6607 is the number. We're going to take a break. Moon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment. I think of the Nicole Spellman group. I think of expertise. I think of people being relieved when they got to sell your home. When you have to sell a home, or you're trying to buy a home, it's not nice to have a person that you can grab or a company that you can grab and say, hey, help me do this. I need the stress taken off. I got life to live. This company's out of Baton Rouge, but let's say you live in a place like Monroe. Man, they can help you in Monroe or anywhere in the great state of Louisiana. That's what's unique about the company, and hardly anybody does what they do. They reach the whole state so they can help you sell your home anywhere. You know, when you look at Nicole Spellman Group, they have a system of selling houses. They got a system that creates more demand. And what does that do? It results more multiple offer situations. And by the way, that helps you get more money to closing faster than the average agent. That's pretty awesome. That's what Nicole Spellman Group is all about. Anywhere in the state of Louisiana, they can service you. They can help you. They can take the pressure off of you to sell at home and get top dollar. NicoleSpellmanGroup.com. I'm telling you, when you go to them, you're going to go, wow, I'm so glad I heard about them. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line One system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.One. Line.One. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell him Moon sent you. Say Ray. Good morning. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He will be back next week. Uh, looking forward to having him back. 
In the meantime, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. You can also reach out to me via Twitter. If you're on Twitter, at Joe P. Cunningham is the Twitter handle. You can just follow me, send send me a a tweet there, let your comments be known as well. Uh, In the meantime, let's jump to the phone lines. 844-766-6607 is the number, and we've got Robert from Bossier. Robert, how are you doing this morning? Oh, doing fine. How about yourself, Joe? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to be on this side of the dirt, not the other way around. Uh, right. <laughs> Listen, uh, I haven't read up on the issue with the principal in Colorado personally yet. Yeah. I just listened to what you were talking about. Uh-huh. I don't know, man. I kind of think maybe he should have been fired. You know, if he's talking about someone that's underage uh, publicly, then that is an issue. And on the other hand, has the kid been charged or convicted? I mean, if he was only charged, then you're innocent until proven guilty, and he should be treated that way. That is a good point. Am I wrong? And you're, you're not wrong on that. That is a good point. The But, but m- my point is that the going after the principal and allowing this child to return to the school during this during this case is still pro- is still a problem and is indicative of that larger problem of really trying hard to not let anybody fall out of the system because it does ultimately uh, it, it hurts their numbers that they look at when they want to say that they're a successful district. And so you, you probably have a little bit of both here. Should the principal have spoken out about it? If the, if the principal felt strongly that it was a matter of public safety that this child who was charged with attempted murder is still being allowed to go to school, is still having to go through pat-downs by untrained teachers every day, that is a bit of a problem of public safety. Should he have spoken to a reporter about it? You may be right, maybe not, especially if the child is just charged and not convicted. Well, I agree, and I think maybe the school system put the principal in a, uh, uh, a very uncomfortable and unneeded situation because you're correct. The, the child that is being charged, he should have been sent to a school away from school, an mm-hmm. alternative school like they have here in Louisiana. You know, if, 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 if a child gets charged with a violent crime or, or whatnot, they, they send them to the alternative school until the matter is resolved. And then the kid can go back if the school board allows it. Uh, so they, they shouldn't have allowed the child to go back to his same school. Mm-hmm. It should have been a situation to where he was taken out of that until the whole issue was resolved while still getting his education. So the principal was put in a very bad situation to where he was trying to protect the children in the school. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you're walking a fine line with the child just being charged, not convicted. He is a minor underage. They they shouldn't have put him in that situation. Oh, yeah. I I think I feel bad for the principal, honestly, because, yeah, probably going to the media wasn't the wisest thing. But if, if you feel you've got this issue, I mean, you're a principal of a school. You're in charge of at minimum hundreds of kids, if not thousands, depending on the size of the school. You've got this issue of public safety that you're concerned about. Do you raise awareness about to try to protect those other kids? And I think that's what he felt compelled to do. 
I agree. I don't think he was maliciously trying to do any harm to the child. He was trying to protect the other children, and the way he was doing it, that's how he thought was best. So yeah. he probably shouldn't have been fired, maybe to just talk to. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a, that's an odd situation. It is a very odd situation, and it, if not that it were indicative of the larger problem that we that we're seeing in schools across the country, it might not be right. that big of a story, but because of what we're seeing as far as crime rates across the country, as far as problems in our education system across the country, it's actually a pretty big deal. It, it is. And the other thing you touched on about Louisiana being 49th in the state on business, I mean, that's every year. It, it yeah. seems like every year Louisiana ranks dead last or close to dead last in every issue that matters. And this is why we're seeing children leave. My son's a freshman in college at LSU. Well, he'll be a sophomore this coming semester. Mm -hmm. And he's studying marketing. And as soon as he graduates, he's moving. Yeah. And I'm, I'm moving out, too. I'll, I'm, I'll be 50 years old this year. And I, I've lived in Louisiana my entire life. But it's not changing for the it's better, not. and I don't see it changing in the future. I, it's just the same old same every year, and nothing gets better. So yeah. I, I don't know what to do about that other than just go to another state because I don't want to die here with it being as sad as it's been the past, what, two decades? If Yeah, I, I, I mean, Moon's been on the air 30 years, and it hasn't changed since he started, so... I think it's just it's it's one of those things where unless, like I said earlier, unless the voters start waking up and actually start looking at the facts, I don't think we're going to get much change. We're going to get more of the same. Robert, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, and, and I agree with your point totally. Maybe the principal was at fault here for disclosing some of that information publicly, but it is a really tough situation. All right, we're going to take this break. Come back up. We got another hour of fun left in the Moon Grafon show. Joe Cunningham filling in. When we come back, some more of the stories of the day to pay attention to. The media wants to tell you that everything is, is so much better and that you're the problem because you don't believe the economy's better. You, you, you're not giving Biden the credit he deserves for making the economy better. It's your fault, not Joe Biden's. We'll have that and more here on the on Moon Griffon show. Joe Cunningham filling in back in just a moment. Show that's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show from here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Bridge, Lafayette, a town square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. College credit. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. More than 800,000 student loan borrowers who've in some cases been making payments for years are told they can stop because more past payments are being counted toward forgiveness. According to the Department of Education, the administration will provide $39 billion in automatic loan forgiveness in the coming weeks as a way to make good on past payments that should have moved some borrowers towards loan forgiveness but weren't counted. The action comes after President Biden promised action following the Supreme Court's decision to strike down his student loan forgiveness plan that would have canceled over $430 billion in student loan debt. 
in Washington. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Fox confirms a serial killer suspect arrested at his home in New York this morning is a 59-year-old architect, Rex Huerman. He's expected in court soon. Witnesses say a swarm of police vehicles surrounded a home in Massapequa Park on New York's Long Island. They took a suspect into custody in connection with the murders of four women, but could be linked to as many as 10 killings. It began in 2010 with the search for a missing woman, her name 23-year-old Shannon Gilbert. During the search, police discovered the bodies of four other women, 24-year-old Melissa Bartholomew, 25-year-old Maureen Brainerd Barnes, 22-year-old Megan Waterman, and 27-year-old Amber Lynn Costello, all reportedly worked as Craigslist escorts. Fox's Lauren Green. More rain in the forecast in places that really don't need it. Rounds of heavy rain will threaten an already waterlogged northeast with the risk for flooding. While the dangerous heat expands across the southern tier of the country, stretching from the west coast along the Gulf Coast and into Florida. Over 90 million people are under excessive heat warnings and or heat advisories with all-time records potentially being broken this weekend. Fox meteorologist Janice Dean on Wall Street. Stocks are higher after Higher than expected earnings reports from big banks this morning. The Dow is up 98. America's listening to Fox News. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest. Hey, everyone, this is Joe Cunningham. You can check out my show, The Joe Cunningham Show, every weekday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Moon is out today. This is Joe Cunningham filling in. You can find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham if you wish to reach out through there. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Want to shift gears a little bit because earlier this week, the new inflation numbers came out. And if you listen to the media, if you listen to the Democrats, if you listen to Joe Biden, everything's great. 
Inflation's coming down. The economy's being saved. Everything is just delightful. Part of the problem is that the media and the Democrats are all in on trying to confuse you about what the inflation numbers actually mean. Inflation going down from 4% year over year in May to 3% year over year in June doesn't mean prices have gone down. What it means is that prices are still up from where they were last year, just not as much. Inflation still running hot and still outpacing wage growth. Wages have grown 4.4%, which you would think is fine if inflation is up 3% and wages are up 4.4%. Hey, that's great. Except when you look at the numbers, it's really not. There's been a massive drop in the price of eggs, but they're still way higher than where they were in 2020. There's been a drop in used car prices, but they're still up from where they were. Energy prices have shot down. But if you take food and energy in particular out, you have what's called core consumer price index, core CPI, the core inflation numbers. Core inflation is still up 4.8%. So core inflation, those price hikes that are still a major part of our everyday expenses and our major expenses for our families, it's still bad. You're not getting the full story from the Biden administration. You, there, there are multiple folks in the media who are complaining that Joe Biden is not getting enough credit for what he's done for the economy. And I just want to know, what has Joe Biden done for the economy? What policy has he put into place that has brought inflation down? Because inflation is coming down as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. That's how you stop high inflation. Joe Biden caused the inflation by pouring a ton of extra money into the economy. As of right now, Rent is up 8.3% across America from where it was in 2022. Dining out is up 7.7% from where it was in 2022. Car maintenance. If your car has a problem and you need it fixed, car maintenance costs on average are up nearly 13% from over a year ago. Car insurance is up nearly 17% on average across the country from where it was a year ago. Like I said, sure, egg prices have come down. They're still way higher than they were. Used car prices are down. They're still higher than what they were. It's remained flat from May to June. That's a good thing. No more spikes, but it's still not enough. I've heard from multiple friends in multiple states about their home insurance going up. 
their car insurance going up, their rent going up. A lot of them trying to find a new place to live. Their families are growing. Their families are getting bigger and they cannot afford to right now because interest rates are up and the inventory is down and prices for homes are still high. And yet Biden and the Democrats want you to give Joe Biden credit for things being so much better than what they were. You know, in 1992, I realize that for most of the media these days, history started in 2000 when George W. Bush became president. They forget everything that happened before that. But in 1992, it was the Republicans who were out there saying, oh, the economy is great. The numbers are just fine. You guys are worried too much. George H.W. Bush was up for reelection. He had a Democratic opponent young, relatively fresh face to the scene, a guy named Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, his campaign manager was a guy named James Carville. And James Carville reportedly wrote in big letters in the campaign headquarters, it's the economy, stupid. That was the campaign's message. So in 1992, while the Republicans were trying to convince, they were trying to convince every American, that things were just fine, just dandy. Democrats were out there saying, look, we feel you. We know it's bad. You, we know you're still suffering through it right now. That's why we want you to look to us. That's why we want you to move away from this guy. His policies are clearly making it worse. We're, we feel the pain that you're feeling. We're going to make it better. And what happened in 1992? In 1992, George H.W. Bush lost. Bill Clinton won. Now the roles are reversed. Now it's the Democrats who are out there scolding you. They're, they're, you actually watch CNN, MSNBC, any of those leftist media networks. You watch them and they are out there telling you, well, the numbers are great. It's you guys who just won't give Joe Biden the credit he deserves. A bunch of liberal pundits who live in their mansions on the East Coast or on the West Coast. They live in these urban enclaves, these these rich, white, gated communities, they don't feel the economy the way you feel the economy. Do you think any one of them gives a damn about what we're going through in Louisiana? 201, they don't care. They don't care about Louisiana unless the Republican legislature, those evil conservatives, overturn an anti, uh, overturn the veto of an anti-LGBTQ bill. That's the only time they care about Louisiana. They don't care about your economic struggles. They don't care about what you're going through. They don't care about the fact that it's hard to start a business in Louisiana because you can't find a workforce. They, are, they don't care that you aren't properly represented by your politicians. They don't care about any of that. You are not giving Joe Biden enough credit for the great numbers in the economy. There's a story that was out in the Washington Post the other day. I mentioned this on my show. There's a growing number of Americans who are using apps on their phones to pay in installments. These apps are normally used for like big purchases like a house, a car, a boat, whatever. People are using them for their groceries. A growing number of Americans are using payment apps, payment installment apps to pay installments on their groceries. 
And yet the Biden administration wants to tell you that everything's great. Everything's fine. You're just you're it's your fault. It's your fault. Biden has a 40 percent approval rating and almost three quarters of the American population believes that the country is on the wrong track when it comes to the economy. That's because y'all aren't paying attention to how great a job Joe Biden's doing. He's going to get the George H.W. Bush treatment with this this level of, of ego. Joe Biden is going to get the George H.W. Bush treatment if he's not careful because he's going around. His message to Americans is, I've done a great job. You just, you aren't recognizing it. You're too stupid to recognize. That's the message that people walk away with. Here in Louisiana, we have an upcoming gubernatorial election. I would love to hear from the, gov- from the gubernatorial candidates what they're going to do about Louisiana's own economy. Now, there's not, when, when you look at it, government's job isn't to create jobs. It isn't to fix the economy. But government's job is to lay the groundwork for there to be a successful economy. That involves deregulation. That involves getting government out of the way. Which candidates are going to come in and talk about that? Because right now, they're really not. The first two attack ads of the cycle, well, the first attack ad of the cycle was about crime. The second was a retaliation. And candidates are talking about crime. Candidates are talking about the woke stuff. Nobody's really yet really addressing those issues that make us sit at the kitchen table every night and look over our bills and look over our bank account and our bank statements and say, dear God, what are we doing? What else can we cut out? What do we have to sacrifice on? I would love to hear a candidate in Louisiana talk about that. I would definitely love to hear a Republican running for president to talk about it. But we're not getting that either. Americans need to learn the lesson of 1992. The lesson of 1992 is it's the economy, stupid. Everything else is related to the economy. Why do you think crime is so high? Because the economy is still in shambles. Combined with the progressives who are just taking a soft on crime stance. But the crime wouldn't even be happening all that much if the economy was better and there was more opportunity. And people are struggling. Everything else is related to that one central issue. And it's important that Republicans remember that. It's important that Republicans go into their elections noting that nobody feels good about the economy right now. And there are things that they can do to help lay the groundwork for a successful economy. That's what they need to do. That's what Republicans desperately need to do is they need to start shifting their focus and telling us how are they going to get government out of the way and let business thrive? How are they going to push for the policies that will get us a skilled workforce in Louisiana? How are they going to work with those education officials to make sure that any indoctrination doesn't creep into our schools and that we're focused on producing quality, 
educated students and giving them opportunities to stay in the state. The Republican Party desperately, desperately needs to figure this out right now. Every American, it seems like, is feeling it in some way or another. Unless they live in one of those liberal enclaves, one of those rich communities, one of those gated communities. They live in the East Coast, the West Coast. They live in those urban areas. They live away from the, the, all of the middle and lower class people who don't believe in Joe Biden, don't believe that Joe Biden's done the right thing and they're not giving him enough credit. They live segregated from all that. It's not that the economy is a problem. It's that you're the problem. That's what they all think. That's what they all really and truly think. It's your fault. Not theirs. Not Joe Biden's. It's your fault. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to call in. Got some callers in the line. We'll get to y'all when we get back from this break. Here on the Moon Graffon Show, Joe Cunningham filling in. Back in just a few minutes. Louisiana's 48th in police pay, 35th in teacher pay, and dead last for firefighters. That doesn't surprise you, does it? The legislature had an extra $2 billion. That's billion with a B. The blue team fought the red team, and then the red team fought the red team. They passed a budget that none of them read without permanent raises for teachers. What kind of message are we sending? It sounds like move to Texas. We don't value you. It's embarrassing. So how can we expect our children to stay, serve and build community if we don't make our teachers, police and firefighters a priority? I'm Hunter Lundy. I'm a Christian and an independent. I'm running for governor. Let's seize the future of family, community and prosperity. Not one of crime, poverty and potholes. Why not? Hunter Lundy, governor. Paid for by Lundy for Louisiana. Insanity. Doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. Louisiana's education system consistently ranks at the bottom. For years, we've had the same wrong answer, throw more money at the problem. But something is happening in other states. Parents are being empowered to pick a school that fits their child's need through education scholarship accounts. Parents in other states can choose where to spend their child's education dollars. Public school, private school, charter school, home school. You can learn more at a school that fits.com at a school that fits.com. I'm Brandon Trostclair, a successful businessman from Gonzales, Louisiana. Did you know that Louisiana is the only state in the country where we can't audit our elections? As your next secretary of state, we will be held accountable and transparent to the people of Louisiana and restore trust in our elections. Let's clean up our elections, Louisiana. Go to letsgobrandon.net to learn more. I'm Brandon Trostclair, and I approve this message. Say Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon. He will be back on Monday, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. 
Let's jump to the phone lines now. We've got Miss Jeanette in Pineville. Miss Jeanette, how are you this morning? I'm doing all right. Say thank God. Oh, but yes. What I want to say is that, uh, Joe Biden has not did nothing to try to help uh, the United States since he's been in the White House. All he's been doing is promoting homosexuals, lesbians, wanting babies to be killed in abortion and turning those children at five years old to, to, to be a girl, girls be a girl, boy and the boys be a girl, women's sports, the homosexuals playing on them and everything. And then they have nerves to give, give a homosexual the trophy for women's, for women's day back there this year. Mm-hmm. Anybody that's trying to still trying to think that Joe Biden is somebody and he's trying to help the Yukon, uh, the United States and the economy, everything he's trying to destroy from gas, electric, oil, and then talking about taking away electric stoves. How dumb can people be? Those people are dumb and blind because they're not serving God and their eyes is closed and their ears is closed. They don't have no intention. Of, of, of even even trying to stop him from what he's doing, and people don't even don't even know what's going on in the world, and they're not even listening at the radio station where they'll get the truth. They listen at CNN, NBC, Max, and all those um, those um, cable stations that's telling lies for the Democrats. They are nothing but evil people, and they're trying to destroy America. Yeah. And they need to get out that White House. Well, thank you very much, Ms. Jeanette, for calling in. Appreciate it. And you're absolutely right. The, the Biden administration has been captured by the far-left progressives in the Democratic Party. And as a result, what you're actually seeing are a bunch of people, including people who are on the left, who don't want to see any of this far-left progressive, especially when it comes to the LGBT stuff, and even... Even the, the gay and lesbian communities have have folks who are now speaking out saying the, the, the trans folks are taking a lot of this too far. And they're pushing for things that horrify most Americans. But now you're a far right, you're an extremist, you're damn near a Nazi if, you, if you're against any of those things. If you think that House Bill 648, the veto of that bill should be overturned, you're a, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you have no reason to be in the public square, much less in office. They want to get you out of the public space because of it. And as the far left progressives really push for a lot of this insane stuff, what you're finding is that a lot of Americans have decided they're tired of it and they're drifting toward the Republicans. They're, a lot of them aren't Republicans by nature. They don't believe in a lot of conservative things. But the Democrats are going too far, and it's really kind of throwing a lot of voters, especially the ones in the middle, it's throwing them off. And then to go back to what I was saying earlier, the best way for the Republicans to capitalize on it is for the Republicans to go ahead and start talking about these economic issues, a central issue to a lot of these other problems. That's how they can get those voters to stick with them. But they need to do that pretty damn quick. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Graffon back after this break. Oh, get a chance.
chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Highland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. When politicians handcuff the police instead of criminals, we have a problem. This is Jeff Landry. As an experienced former police officer and sheriff's deputy, I will defend, not defund, our police. Serving as your attorney general, I've helped take hundreds of criminals off the street. I have seen the need for change, and I will lead. As your governor, I will reverse failed policies that are driving crime, bring truth and transparency to criminal justice, and help stop crime before it happens. To protect jobs and grow wages, we must have safety and security. Keeping kids out of crime starts with reforming our education system. The solution is not more liberal politics, but action. If you agree, join our campaign at JeffLandry.com. Together, we can make Louisiana great. Paid for by Landry for Louisiana. How much come? This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. Welcome back to the Moon Graffon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon. He will be back. On Monday. In the meantime, 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation here on the Moongrafon program. So last week, there's there's this this big brouhaha over uh, a video that was put out by uh Ron DeSantis's uh, it's called the DeSantis War Room. It's a Twitter account where they put out the the quick reaction videos and, and hits like that. And they put out a, a video attacking Donald Trump. But part of it was the focus on, on Pride Month and the LGBT stuff and all that. And the media reacted very negatively, called Ron DeSantis evil, called his campaign evil, said that it was a, a dark, dark moment for the GOP and everything. But it's worth noting the hypocrisy of the way the media started to describe this. And uh, Caleb Howe over at the, the website Mediaite pointed this out. MSNBC's Mike Barnacle uh, offered a doleful lamentation on the Republican Party and its, quote, darkness in contrast with past, more upbeat campaign messaging and rebuked the party for fearing, quote, the lights are about to go out on democracy. On the latest Morning Joe, Caleb wrote last week, 
The co-hosts were enraged and upset about a Twitter video that was retweeted by a campaign Twitter account for Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, which the media had been referring to as an ad, calling it homoerotic and saying that DeSantis is a dark, dark, dark character. A few minutes later in the show, Barnacle referenced back to the discussion to make a point about the GOP as a whole, calling the whole thing, quote, extraordinarily depressing because it portrays the state of American politics largely conducted by one party, the Republican Party, in this country. Barnacle asked rhetorically, whatever happened to Morning in America, Ronald Reagan's great campaign slogan in either 80 or 84, whenever it was, when he attempted to put a smile on America's face. Now that the... Now the Republican Party contrives each and every day and each and every candidate to put a scowl on America's face. It's midnight in America for the Republicans. Barnacle characterized Republican messaging as saying America is at its end or that the lights are about to go out on our democracy. This is where Hal, Caleb Hal, over at Mediaite jumps in, pointing out that that message that democracy is about to die in America has not always been unwelcome on MSNBC. And he's right. MSNBC has been saying since the Trump administration that democracy was dying in America, that authoritarian has been fascism and this, that, and the other. Those are all in play. But now, suddenly, suddenly, it's a dark, dark day for Republicans because Republicans are saying the country is coming to an end and the country and that democracy was at an end. Barnacle and others in MSNBC were saying the same thing about Donald Trump, that Donald Trump was causing the end of democracy. And that's that's their campaign messaging all through 2020. This has been the rhetoric they have used since 2016. And now suddenly they're saying the Republicans are saying that and that it's bad and that they're trying to depress America. They're trying to rewrite history to make themselves the good guys here. First, they were trying to save democracy from evil Donald Trump. And now they're saying the Republican Party is accusing democracy of dying, and that's making them dark and evil. When the... This is why I go back to what I said earlier in the show. This is why it's so important to pay attention to these things. And we have a voting... We we have an electorate that, that does not pay attention by and large to these things. There's going to be a ton of people out there who will read the Mediaite story and agree with everything that, that Barnacle said in that MSNBC hit and not take what Caleb was writing at Mediaite seriously. Or there's going to be people who just completely ignore it. And the problem is always going to be that the voters, at the end of the day, they just don't care except when it comes to what affects them personally, which is why I go back to saying what I was saying earlier, that candidates really need to come out hard and start talking about the issues that are centered around the kitchen table. You know, we've we've had political ads that have aired during the show. And yes, you know what? Crime is a big issue. I think there's another report that has Louisiana ranked dead last when it comes to crime like per capita or whatever. 
And we do need to address that. We do need to address the crime issues in the state. But what's causing the crime issues, aside from the Democrats being soft on crime, what is really causing the crime issues? Things are more expensive. Things are harder to get. Jobs are still harder to get. There are employers who have job openings, but they can't find the workers. The workers leave the state of Louisiana. The qualified skill workers leave. You know what else is causing the crime? It's all the stress that we're constantly put under by people who want to make sure that everything is as negative as possible. Do you think sitting there calling the Republican Party evil... Do you think sitting there calling the Democratic Party evil, do you think that eases the tension? Are the Democrats doing things that are evil? Yeah, I think the child, uh, I think being for child genital mutilation is inherently an evil thing. And we do need to address that. But, but, are you just sitting there calling somebody evil? evil or actually are you actually going out there and doing something about it? are you actually going out there to vote and make the change that's needed politically to make sure that we don't get a fred mills or somebody like that who will go in there and try to kill a bill that stops child genital mutilation it's the pundits who are out there it's the pundits who are out there day in day out and they will proclaim what they proclaim and they will not do anything about it in the long run they just want to say words because they get paid to say words But there are people out there who are truly trying to rally the activists and get them to go. There are people who are constantly talking to our politicians and informing them of what's really being felt on the ground. And there are people out there who are forming activist groups who are going door to door. They are knocking on doors trying to get people rallied to understand the issues and go out and vote. We need more active voters. We don't need people who are passively just catching a headline and then going to vote based on the headline, based on the takes from the pundits every day. It requires a lot of folks to really get informed in a way they haven't been informed before. We can sit there and call the other side evil all we want, but at the end of the day, does that actually help? Or are we doing something about it? I can tell you, that when he's in, Moon Grafon is actively doing something about it. I know that for a fact. I know he's talking. He's not just talking about people. He's talking to people. I can tell you that the best voices for advocacy are the advocates themselves, the people who are going, not just the people who get paid money to appear on TV and say this or that about the other side and not really do anything about it. Those people don't actually get anything done. But they get a mighty fine paycheck out of it. But there are those of us who are out there and every day they are working to try to actually make things better in whatever way they can. And you need to understand that it's not just you sitting there and receiving, but it's how you receive and how you explain to the other to to the rest of the folks who are not getting that information. We need a better network of information transmission here in Louisiana, definitely, definitely, but across the country we do too.
There are a lot of people who are more than willing to just sit on their hands and not do anything, but they will really be mad when somebody says something on the radio or on TV. They will be super mad about it. But they never really do anything about it. We need more doers. That's something we for sure don't have in Baton Rouge. We don't have really many doers in Baton Rouge. We have a lot of people who sit in positions of power and don't really do anything with that power, don't actually try to make the state a better place. We have a lot of people who will who will uh, put forward a messaging bill. They'll put forward a bill they may not even believe in, but they know they can put that bill out there and it will get voted down or it will get vetoed and they're just comfortable with that. Because they get to go home and say, look what I did. And also, look at all this money I brought back for projects. We really, really need more doers. We need Enough with the talkers. I would rather have a legislator who doesn't say a word to anybody who goes onto the floor, who puts forward a good bill, who votes and votes in a principled way and represents their community and represents the best interests of the state. What I don't like are the people who are super, super out there and in front of every camera and microphone and reporter's notebook they can find and they can say everything they want to, but they don't have the voting record to match what they're telling the media and what they're telling their own voters. That bothers me. That bothers me a lot. And we have far too much of that. We have far too much of the performative. We have far too much of the theater in Baton Rouge. We have far too much of it in our own city halls. We have it in Washington, D.C. And it's time, it's frankly time for us to stand up and say enough is freaking enough and start going out and finding the right people to actually get out there and do it. There is a group out there called Moms for Liberty, and they are being uh, they are being defamed by the Democrats and the media as Nazis, as far-right extremists. These are people who are going out, and as a grassroots organization, they are out there winning school board races to take the public schools back from the progressives and from the trans advocates. We need more groups that are active and actually out there working on it. You know what they're doing? They're partnering up with groups and they are teaching their workers how to go run for the school board. They're not just going out there and running for school board to say they're doing and they're representing the cause. They're actually getting training to do that. We need more people to take part in that training. We need more people to go and be a part of this and be part of the solution, not just sit there and be angry or sit there and be an elected politician and just say words in front of cameras and microphones. It's time we got rid of that and started getting good people to run for office. 844-766-6607 is the number. We'll be back to finish up this hour of the Moon Graffon Show here in just a moment. Moon Graffon not in. Joe Cunningham filling in. Moon will be back on Monday. We'll be back from this break in just a moment. Hi, 
I'm Mike Gwynn with Gwynn Auction Company, and I would like to sell your used construction equipment, farm equipment, and vehicles. We offer flexible seller's options, including buyout price, guaranteed sales price, and straight commission. Whether you are looking to reduce a fleet, liquidate a business, or get a high wholesale value on your trade when purchasing new equipment, we have a plan for you. Give us a call today. Let's talk auction. 337-824-0422. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. Get the shield. Yeah. Hey, folks, discover Raging Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Raging Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, Creole sauce, seasonings, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Raging Cajun's authentic recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana for over 38 years. As for Raging Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today, Raging Cajun, original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask him for that Raging Cajun. Hello. Welcome back to the Moon Grafon Show. Joe Cunningham filling in for Moon Grafon. He'll be back on Monday, I believe, and he'll probably have a lot to say because the veto session will be underway. Yes, we are getting a veto session. And again, I will not underestimate our legislature's ability to screw this one up, but we shall see. There's a there's a poll by citizens from of for New Louisiana. Uh that shows a lot of dissatisfaction in the state with uh, the current with this most recent legislative session. So hopefully the legislature learns its lesson and will make sure that they get that problem fixed. 844-766-6607 is the number if you want to be part of the program. So. The Biden administration is has announced they are going to forgive $39 billion in student debt. The Supreme Court recently struck down a broader debt forgiveness plan. So Biden is going to basically do an end run around that and do a much more narrow student loan forgiveness. So yet again... You and I are going to subsidize the student loan debt of others. And what's notable is that the Democrats say this is supposed to help 
uh, middle and lower class students who are burdened with student loan debt. Middle and lower class students are by and large, or, or graduates are by and large paying off their student loan bill. Some of them are, do have problems, yes, but a lot of them are working as hard as they can to pay it off. This actually disproportionately benefits, the student loan forgiveness disproportionately benefits upper middle to upper class white students who had the time and had the money to go ahead or, or they had the time to go ahead and get advanced degrees that they don't really need, that don't really help them any, in any way get a meaningful career and they get stuck with a bunch of student debt. The people who have student loans to pay off that typically get paid off are the ones who went, got a four-year degree and are now working in their field and they're working in a field that makes more money than what the student loan payments are. The people who are struggling to pay their student loans are the ones who picked up advanced degrees. Again, predominantly white and upper middle to upper class who have all this this debt because they got these advanced degrees, these, these master's and doctor degrees that don't help them in a field. They spent more money to get the degree than they will see within at least the first 10 years of whatever career they end up working in. And you and I are expected to subsidize that because that's what nobody, no, the government's forgiving it. Okay, but the government backs student loans. So the government gets its money from us. We, the taxpayers, are now going to be out $39 billion because the Biden administration is subsidizing people who got degrees they can't use. That's ultimately what this ends up being. The Biden administration, once again, taking it to the taxpayer. And this is the thing that goes back to the economy thing. Numerically, the economy does look better. But when you go into the details, Biden's policies actually stifle the middle class. And and before the veto, over, I was going to open the show today originally by quoting uh, a guy named Sonny Bunch, who occasionally writes movie reviews and opinions at the Washington Post. But he was, for the longest time, at the Washington Free Beacon. And he wrote this column for the Washington Post. And this is just indicative of the larger part of the Democrats and the progressives war on the middle and lower class. Here's his column, just the headline. Environmentalists make good movie villains because they want to make your real life worse. Ms. Jeanette, who called in earlier, reminded us. The Biden administration, the Democrats want to go after gas stoves. Moon's talked about it frequently. The climate change folks want to get rid of your gas guzzling car and force everybody to go over to expensive electric vehicles. That's what they want. That's what they desperately want. They want us to ultimately have to pay more for less function. Because, among other things, in the winter it gets cold and the batteries in electric vehicles don't last as long. And right now, we have extreme heat waves that are causing hell on power grids. Now, imagine if a bunch of our cars get plugged into those same power grids and all of a sudden there are even more brownouts and blackouts 
because the energy grid is not capable of handling a mass transition to electric vehicles like the progressives keep calling for. They want to make your life worse in order to save the planet or whatever other feel-good cause they're advocating at the moment. You must pay for the progressives to feel good about what they're doing. That's ultimately the thing. That's ultimately what the policy basically is for. You must suffer so their feel-good pet policies of the moment have a chance to succeed. And they'll succeed for about five seconds before they collapse under the weight of reality. All right, that's it for the second hour. For most of you across the state, that's it for the Moon Grafon Show for this week. He will be back on Monday here locally. You got one more hour with me, and we still got more to come. You can listen at moongrafon.com. You can listen live there to catch this hour as well. Moon will be back on Monday. This is Joe Cunningham filling in. Talk to you guys again soon. It's not immune to facts. The Dan Bongino Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Gianna Gelosi, Fox News. Cops on New York's Long Island believe they captured a possible serial killer. The suspect identified as 59-year-old architect Rex Hurman. More than a decade after a string of unsolved serial killings happened on Long Island, an arrest has been made. Fox News confirms the suspect is due in court today as well. The investigation started in 2010 when a woman's body was found along Gilgo Beach, which is just outside New York City. By spring of 2011, the number of bodies found had climbed to 10 and included eight women, an unidentified man, and a toddler. The New York Post reports that the man who was arrested is being looked at in connection with the so-called Gilgo Four, women who were found wrapped in burlap within days of each other in 2010, not the other six. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. That suspect is uh, due in court sometime this afternoon. The Department of Education going to start notifying more than 804,000 borrowers that $39 billion worth of federal student loans is going to be discharged in the coming weeks. A borrower is eligible for forgiveness after making 240 or 300 monthly payments, the equivalent of 20 or 25 years on an income-driven repayment plan. Who left cocaine at the White House? We don't know. Neither does the Secret Service. They say they're not even going to keep trying to figure it out. Fox's Madison, uh, Madeline Rivera reporting from Washington. In a secure room for classified information on Capitol Hill, the Secret Service told the Republican-led House Oversight Committee what they know about how a bag of cocaine got into the White House earlier this month. Its discovery prompted a partial evacuation and broader questions about the building's security. The drug was found in a cubby used by both guests and staffers who are in the West Wing. Over the last few days, the agency has been combing through security footage and visitor logs. But the culprit is still a mystery. If you're hiring, it can feel like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. 
You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. In fact, ZipRecruiter has helped a lot of business owners find their needle in a haystack. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. Because Telly Tires has grown a lot in the last few years, Marco needed to hire everyone from a receptionist to a store manager to a head mechanic. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. ZipRecruiter helps me keep my business running. Take it from Marco and millions of other businesses who've used ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. At ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Billions in grants from a federal green bank are now available for new clean energy projects. Fox's Jared Halpern is more from the White House. The Biden administration is opening up $20 billion in grants to states through two programs created to help expand clean energy projects in disadvantaged communities. Vice President Kamala Harris is making the announcement at an event in Baltimore. The so-called Green Bank, known as the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund, was created in the Inflation Reduction Act to make funds available for residential heat pumps, electric vehicle charging stations, and community cooling centers. Republican critics argue the bank was rushed into law with no account or oversight of taxpayer money. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Meanwhile, the union representing Hollywood actors and performers voting to go on strike against Hollywood Studios. Fox's Jonathan Hunt reporting. Hollywood is in crisis. Every film and TV studio effectively shut down now that the actors' union, SAG-AFTRA, has joined writers in striking. The main issues for the actors are the same as they are for writers. They want a better and guaranteed share of income from the streaming of movies and shows. And they want guarantees over how AI might be used in future productions. The studios say the demands, particularly on revenue from streaming, are unrealistic given that many streamers are are currently struggling to make a profit. Fox's Jonathan Hunt. The U.S. House approving a sweeping annual defense bill today that provides an expected 5.2% pay raise for service members, but strays from traditional military policy with political add-ons from Republicans to block abortion coverage, diversity initiatives at the Pentagon, and transgender issues that deeply divided the chamber. Democrats voted against the package, which has sailed out of the House Armed Services Committee on an almost unanimous vote just weeks ago. The bill is expected to go nowhere in the Democrat-controlled Senate. We, uh, I'm Gianna Jalosi. This is Fox News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts.